Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. They are the authors of Black Nerd Problems, the co-founder of Black Nerd Problems. It's a website as well. Uh, let me welcome Mr. William Evans and Mr. Omar Holman, self-proclaimed nerds. Welcome to the Karen Hunter Show. You're on with Dr. Carlotta Berry. Hey, brothers. You have to unmute both of you. What's up? What's up? How we hey, doing? that's William. Hey. William Evans, Randolph College. That's what, yep, Randolph College is owned. And uh, you are wearing, um, Omar, a very nerdy shirt. That is oh, yeah, the yeah. epitome of nerd. What is, what's on the shirt? It's uh, Onet. Onet. Onet, okay. literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hi, hi. So let me just say, um, and I don't know if Dr. Berry agrees with me. I, I need us, and I appreciate the premise of your book, I think is phenomenal. But I'm going to need us to normalize all of the ways in which we show up in the world. And when we have these boxes and these categories where, you know, I love Star Trek and I like the graphic novels. And so I might be a nerd, but I also love hip hop. So what is it? You know, like we are too multifaceted as human beings to just, we all have shades of this. And I feel like it's time for us to take the shackles off and not limit ourselves. Your thoughts. Good to marry Mary on right now. (laughs) I I think, uh, I mean, I I agree with you. I think the thing is, though, that not everyone's there, right? So I think the biggest reception that we get, you know, when we're talking about Black Nerd Problems, if we go to a convention or, you know, the book coming out or whatever, is the reception we get is, is Black folks or other marginalized folks coming out and being like, yo, I didn't, I didn't know, I I knew, I didn't know there's other people into this like I was, right? And so I think, you know, whether it's you know, like nerdy stuff, geeky stuff that's not mainstream or the fact that like you might be into other stuff from your local community, um, there's still people that feel ostracized in that way. So for me, Black Nerd Problems, part of it is us pushing into the mainstream and saying, hey, we're Black, we enjoy these things. But our biggest like accomplishment, I think, is bringing Black folks out that like weren't ready to be like, hey, I love all this stuff. And this is another little subculture thing that I'm part of um, that I know I can be accepted in. And, and that's the feedback we get more than anything else. So I'm with you, but I'm also like, let's, let's, let's bring all the people with us to get there. And then, yeah, then, then, we, can get, then we can break out of all those boxes. Mm, I still disagree. Uh, I think about yeah. James Baldwin and so many, so many others, Maya Angelou people who showed up in the world, however, you know, they are, and we didn't have a choice but to accept them because they were so dope. And your dopeness is going to be, you know, we were talking about Childish Gambino, who some would, you know, maybe put in a nerd category, cause, but he's so mm-hmm. broad in the way in which he shows up that you can't really say, is he a rapper, is he an actor? He's probably mm-hmm. not a good Lando, you know, not good on Star, <laughs> Star, Star Wars, but we'll just, we'll put that over there. But on Atlanta, What? You know, right. and so we, we, you know, there's, I think when you just show up authentically like yourself, people are going to have to accept you, but I, I get it. We need, it's part of this is marketing, right? So, um, William, you know, you guys met in the gritty streets of Madison, Wisconsin, which I think is hilarious. Yes. Um, <laughs> on campus, on campus, no doubt. All right. Where, yeah. where, where were you, Omar, when you, when you set, set course with William Evans? 
Oh, like where was I in my life or like yeah, the... where were you? So give us the give us the, the you know what like what was the magic what what happened were y'all you, you know somebody was yelling out something about chess or something and you were like hey that's my dude I don't know how to play chess okay. <laughs> or so chess you're not a real a... you're not an authentic nerd then if you can't oh, we're play gonna chess. get to that we're gonna get that later um so <laughs> <laughs> we're good to that uh we met I met Will uh we were on separate teams I was from New Jersey from Ohio we met in uh we met in Wisconsin and uh uh by then, I was going by my, the, the story Will loves of this is that I was going by my stage name by the time. So we were introduced and he's like, oh, oh uh, this is William. This is Ion. And Will goes, I don't, what? <laughs> he's like, I'm not calling. What's the name your mama gave you? Because I ain't calling you that. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> after that, uh, that was in 2008, um, 2009, we actually, we remembered recently that we actually competed against each other in Berkeley, California. 2010, our teams competed against each other and poetry and then uh we were we were uh oh he beat me by the way the individual uh i wasn't gonna mention that i wasn't gonna mention okay, that wait, wait, so uh, no, so we might not be here if i won <laughs> uh, okay so there's such a thing as poetry teams and slam, oh, yeah. poetry? Poetry. slam poetry yeah no, well poetry's yeah. multifaceted as well you know but, what i'm saying but but carla you, you're right yeah we was in the slam and we met yeah. at the okay. we met at the national poetry slam Okay. And then we actually went head to head against each other at what was called the Individual World Poetry Slam. So that's, you know, you know as the name implies, a National Poetry Slam is comprised of teams. So I was on a team from Columbus. Omar was on a team from New Jersey. What part of and Jersey? We met that Hold way. on, what part of Jersey? Oh, what, I'm from Hackensack. That team was from, uh, we were in Red Bank at the time, in the uh, Freehold. They're called the Loser Slam. Well, there you go. That's what happened. Um, so, dang, dang. so, Will, do you remember what you beat him? Uh, give us a couple of bars from the from the. I know. It don't work like that. It don't work like that. Come on, none of that. No, Your hair is I've like feathers. No, oh, oh, we gonna we gonna we gonna go with poetry today. We gonna go with poetry. Wow. We're going oh. 1991. Right. <laughs> Your glasses. Oh, are like, I wish. Like I wish, I wish I knew. All right. I wish I knew, but I've I've had a whole I've had a whole daughter since then. It's a lifetime ago. <laughs> okay. I did right. them poems. All right. So, so, that, are, you... so are your majors in in journalism or in English or English major? English yeah. major. I was an English major, but I was not using it. I guess I'm using it now. <laughs> uh, English major. I you know as as Karen pointed out from Randolph, I just got my um, MFA from Randolph College. So that was that was my path still. Yep. Nice. So how do you come together to do a book called Black Nerd Problems? And what what are and these are essays? What what are well, give us give us two black nerd problems uh, and one from each of you. Um, Omar, <laughs> give give us a black nerd problem. <sighs> All right, we try to cosplay as a character you enjoy. Uh, you know, cosplay dressing up as a character, mm -hmm. paying homage to them, and it's like, oh wow, you're a. Uh, let's see, who can we go with? Oh wow, you're um, you're Captain America. That's great, but Captain America's not black. Like, fam, can you just let me? You just let me listen. I got the shield. All right, I ordered this. You know what I'm saying? Oh, those were talking Isaiah Bradley. The first I was one gonna say, wait a minute Zero now. If you really Red, about that black. life, Captain you know America absolutely was black and is gonna be black in this new one, uh, that's They're coming out. The, uh, so, oh, I'll the, the Steve Rogers version, if you're going right. with that version of them, or let's say, uh, and you're... there's no Captain America okay. without that vibranium from uh, Wakanda. So, let's, let's just stop all that. Accuracy. Shield. Accuracy. The shield. Yeah. So that that is one, like just trying to cosplay okay. the character or or a Japanese character. And it's like, oh, well, they're not black. They're, they're not white either, man. The Japanese, man. What are, we, <laughs> what are we? What are we doing? Okay, all right. Uh, Will give us a give us a black nerd problem. Uh, I would say enjoying. Um, well, used it, hope it's not like this as much anymore. But enjoying like an animated character 
that happens to be black or is marginalized and finding out they were voiced by a white actor, um, that would be a black nerd problem that's as well. A video game problem too, isn't it? That's a, that's a, that was a big video game problem for sure. Let's sit in that for a second, because I, I don't know. I'm doing some, some work with narrative and we're looking for some audio book. Uh, and there's like this audio book outlet and they'll have like Frederick Douglass and, you know, Booker T. Washington, you know, these these books. And mm. you hit play and you're like, y'all couldn't like make an effort to find a black person to <laughs> voice W.B. Du Bois or Booker T. Washington. And it's insulting, right? Because that's just a little like to me, it just makes sense. It's a little effort. Like these were black men. Can we get black men to voice it? Uh, just they're not trying very hard because I listen to Audible urban romance books every week that are voiced <laughs> by black women and men. They didn't try very hard. <laughs> so what? What uh-huh. is it? Is that just? Is it a blind spot or is it more insidious in your opinion? I think I. Uh, I think it could be insidious. I think I think like anything else, like the industry is way behind on just like making any effort, as Carla has said, like making that effort, right? So, you know, we have more, we have more black people on TV in more prominent roles in, in big TV shows than we did, um, at least in terms of like broadcast TV, things like that, um, than we did previously. And I think that's, it took, you know, us being like, yo, I, I do not want to watch this. There's no black people on it. There's never any black people on it. It's the black friend kind of a thing. And so I think when it comes to like voice acting, it's, it's one of those things that's like, it's just behind. It's just behind. And I think also with voice acting, um, where we're, you know, acting on TV as well, but in voice acting, you have like the same pool of folks that just, they just pull from all the time, right? Like um, they're really good at what they do, especially like video games. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like there's like 15 people that do voices for video games and like 12 of them are white. So I feel like they pull from those same people because they're pulling from the familiar, they're pulling for who they want to work with, um, but they're not necessarily making this effort to widen that group. And there's plenty of talent, right? But it's so hard to break through um, what people are just used to hiring and, you know, they don't want to take a chance on people or they just don't care. I mean, let's, let's be real. They just don't care. That's the insidious part of it. It's like, eh, I just need to hire this person. I'm not going to put forth the effort to try and recruit someone Black or someone Indigenous or whatever that character may call for. They call phoning it in. I saw this on social media yesterday that video games are, they got really excited because now they're getting black hair right. What do you guys think about that? <laughs> they're now getting locks right and braids and little and little boxes, the Chicago fades and all that. What about that? Uh, <laughs> I come from the days of uh, back in WrestleMania 2000, you get to customize your character. I'm like, oh, I guess we're just... That's got cornrows, huh? I guess I guess got cornrows. I got to make my guy with the Jericho. Bald head of cornrows. Bald head of cornrows. That was it. Mm -hmm. That was it. I remember, I remember um, the, like the first, the first, not the first one, but there was like the Tiger Woods game, right? Tiger Woods, golf, whatever, PGA. I don't know. It was like 2002. I'm making up a number, but like, it was the first time you could create a character. And so like, I'm creating a black character on there. And I couldn't even make Tiger's cut. Like Tiger's in the game. Like they had to model Tiger Woods, but I can't even get myself a fade. And I was like, what, what part of the game is this, right? So like, I think the black hair thing, that's like, that goes beyond video games. I remember the, like the big time that came up recently, a couple years ago, was Riri Williams taking over as, mm-hmm. as you know, in Iron, Man. Iron Man's spot, right? As Ironheart. And the first criticisms were like, what are y'all doing with this child's hair? Like, come on, man. Like, 
y'all know y'all know a blowout and like maybe some like really poorly you know like Medicare braids like what are we doing um so that's it's been a struggle it's getting better because you got more people they're actually bringing in people that know what they know what this looks like but it's been a struggle you had the Tiger Woods game man yeah he's played Tiger Woods golf it was dope Wait, hold on. Let me just give out the number. 866-801-8255. We have the authors of Black Nerd Problems, co-founder of BlackNerdProblems.com, William Evans and Omar Holm, uh, excuse me, Holman. Um, You were were saying you're from Ohio, Will? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in Ohio right now. Okay. All right. Uh, Born and bred in Ohio? Yeah, born in Akron, Ohio. I've been living in Columbus, you know, since like my early my early teenage years so and what got you you know your earliest entree into this space that you now call uh, black nerdum D. <laughs> no i was late to D. i was late to D. um my first what i would consider like so my father uh is a huge like fantasy literature buff right so like all the lord of the rings stuff all that stuff um was like my first like entry into like some like geekdom kind of stuff um and like getting real deep into those books um and and yeah I mean I think that was my first thing and then also like video games like my you know like Commodore 64 and like all those like early early video game sets um and that became my thing that became my thing primarily with video games um when I was probably I don't know 10 12 years old at the, at the most so that was my first venture and just like i just kept expanding from there i got into comic books later got into anime later um like once you once you once you jumped in like like it, it's all on the table right so um i was i was excited probably around the time i got into high school i was really starting to take all those things on Eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. Uh, when you were mentioning voiceover, I wanted to shout out Phil Lamar. But you're right. You know, people keep using Phil Lamar, who was an actor. You know, we may know mm-hmm. him from some things uh, with Justice League Unlimited and things like that. Oh, but absolutely. He, yep. Static. But he mm-hmm. he's mostly the voice of of that. I think he was the voice of Static Shock uh, too, yep. which was yep. uh, the first uh, black ca- cartoon. Uh, shout out to Michael Davis. Uh, buddy of mine so um you know this, this is a, there's a lot here but you're right it's like Cree Summers is the only cartoon voice that we have <laughs> uh-huh. but, you know it's like we love Cree Summers we loved her yeah, as Freddie uh but is she everybody like all the voices I mean y'all she can't was everybody doing work <laughs> and I'm happy listen the woman is making bank doing it but there's enough to go around I think we should you know have more voices I love it mm-hmm. Dr. Berry is here of course Dr. Dr. Carlotta Berry. She has her full name on Twitter. You can follow her there. Um, you are a, I guess, would you consider, you've, you've mentioned that you're a nerd, uh, Dr. Berry, as well. I am. I, th- I call myself a blurred, a black girl nerd. Um, I, I mean, interestingly enough, I was never really into video games, but my child got all of my video game love. So at 13, she is totally into Smash Bros and Mario <laughs> and Mario Kart. So, so she took all of my video game love and I, you know, I started her with the Angry Birds at three shooting stuff. And so she also loves apps as well, bag piggies and all that <laughs> stuff. So she got all of that. I, I, I was really into Barbies. I, I was late to the nerd game as well, but now I would say I'm a full-blown nerd, but I'm also very multi-dimensional. So I have lots of other interests as well, like, you know, reality TV. 
can I, can I say on the other side of that? I was, so you were in the Barbie. I was in the He-Man. That was my action. <laughs> that was my first action figure. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, not like the only present, you know what I'm saying? Cause we didn't have a lot of money. So like the only present I got for like a year was like the Castle of Grayskull. That was like my birthday and, and Christmas combined kind of a thing. Wow. So, so I play, I played with action figures. You know, you say yeah. you play with Barbie. Like we was on the same path. We was there. And GI Joe, my brothers had GI yeah. Joe. So my Barbie played with GI Joe and the motorcycle, uh -huh. all of that. Oh. You know what's cool? You know, they're children without melanin, people listening growing up without melanin, not from the culture who have the same experience, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Who, you know, and, and this is the thing, like we have so much more in common, but because society is jacked up because of this thing called whiteness, we don't even get to experience these things. And it's weird. Yeah. Um, tell, us, tell us, Omar, what was your entry point uh, into this uh, nerddom? I get a flashback every time people ask, someone asks me that. So my dad, uh, all my dad ever talked to me about is taxes, <laughs> black history, indigenous history, African history. That's all I grew up on. That's all this man would talk to me about. It's not an exaggeration. That's all this man talked about from like age five to now. And so one day I found his uh, comic book collection out, which was so surprising. And he had like Black Panther, Silver Surfer, and things like that, um, the Submariner. And I'm like, I'm like, what is this? He's like, oh, these are comic books I had when I was a kid. And it was like, oh, that was a mess. I used to take them out. And this is something that he didn't know a lot about. So that's what, I think that's what like interests me. So I got into that and I found out like, oh, I really like stories. Um, so that was my entry point. And then my brother would visit and uh, I'd read his comic books. And then I got into like, I started out in like Archie, like Archie, the Archie comics. And then I got into like the X-Men comics and, um, yes, and things like that. And then like Green Lantern. <laughs> So comic books for my real, um, yeah. like, you know, action figures, comic books, and then uh, video games. So I always, I always kept with the comic books and manga. So I, I just, I really like stories. Come on, Veronica Archie and Family Jughead. Circle. Yes. yes. Family <laughs> Circle, come on. I, you know, <laughs> who wouldn't get the Sunday paper? And just, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, Hagar the <laughs> Horrible and all of these. I mean, like yeah, yeah, that, yeah. 866801. You know, this is... I, I was, um, I'm wondering, um, and this, is this a girl thing? I put up, I posted in Nubia, Miss Mary Mac, 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 all dressed in black, 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 black. black. Yeah. With yeah, silver yeah, yeah. buttons, buttons, all buttons, down all her back, down her back, 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 back. Why do we all know that? <laughs> <laughs> huh? She asked her mother for what? 50 cents, 15, 15 cents. 15 cents. To do what? It's because of this. This is yeah. why I know it. Yeah, why? <laughs> why do they know it? You know, it's like it's it's like we we have these shared experiences that connect us. Yeah, she 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 asked her mother to see, see the elephant. Yeah, yeah jump the fence. Lindsay showing yeah. out. Yeah, and Lindsay's young, younger. She's like twenty something. Like this spans yeah. generations. Right. But there are things that connect us, which is why you know it's like when we start labeling things and this intersectionality. No, we're just people who have shared experiences that we, you know, mm -hmm. that, that shape who we are and we should be able to be free to explore, explore all of that. Let's go to the phones. Folk want to talk to y'all and I'm happy about it. So let's, let's have him come in. Let's go to Trey G. Trey G oh. in Jersey. <laughs> oh, you know him? Yes. Yeah. 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 How you doing, Karen? How you doing, Dr. Barry? Hey. Hey, hi. Um, um, so uh, I just wanted to say that these two brothers right here, I'm very proud of y'all, man. I'm happy that y'all out there doing it. Shout out to Homer also. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, and I just want to say, Karen, that you got two of the uh, – Omar is actually really gangster. Like, you don't even know. <laughs> I've witnessed this dude up at NBC Studios snatching people's wine goblets in the middle of slams. 
wine uh, goblets. And Will is one Wait, of the right most there, you done messed up his whole. Wait, life. hold on, hold on. Oh, Talking about snatching wine goblets, you just messed up his whole stilo right there. Like <laughs> Nobody truly gangster snatching a wine goblet. I'm a very unassuming so, person. We we were at a we were at a show and we were you know and I like to go off script sometimes and so I was taking a I don't I was I was just doing a poem and then like you know it's ad libbing things and I took like I act like I was drinking the wine. I remember I I I. I didn't slam it down, but I placed it down and it snapped in my hand. So it broke and shattered. So I'm like, well, this happened, but I got to keep going. I'm like, I'm not bleeding or anything. So we're up, the show keeps going on. And so, that, yeah. yeah. Oh, Trey, Trey G's out, out in them Twitter streets talking about yeah, how, is. How, 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 how slam is a full contact sport. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. So um, where do we, so who's this book for? Um, we're talking, of course, with the authors, and thank you, Trey G, for coming in with your Jersey love, uh, Black Nerd Problems. Who's this for? Who did you write this for? And how do you write a book together? Like, did y'all alternate mm. chapters? I see, like, there's a back and forth going on in the book. So, did you do your thing and then hand it over to to Will, and then Will, you handed it back to Omar? How did you wanna, how did it work? You want to yeah. take this one first, Will? I mean, yeah, I think I think in terms of who we wrote it for. One of the things I learned in, you know, writing poems and performing them and things like that is I got to write for myself first, right? Because that's where it's authentic. That's where it's, that's where the heat of it is at, right? And I can't, I can't assume an audience, right? The only audience I know a hundred percent is going to be me. Uh, And so hopefully if I've done my job from the emotional connection, if I've done my job um, from where the foundation of where I'm coming from, whether I'm talking about like a character I love, or I'm talking about um, a, a situation I was in that made me feel othered, right? If I'm keeping authentic to that, then even if you don't have my background, then you can find something to pull from that, right? And so that's, I think the book is for, you know, it's going to be for people that feel marginalized in their nerddom. It's going to be for those people that um, are like, oh man, I didn't know other people were on that like me. But I think it's really, you know, Karen, what your point has been is like, we do have these shared experiences, right? Like there's going to be, I'm hoping there's going to be um, some people that are not black that are going to be like, oh, wow, I love Legend of Korra too. Or I had this thought, you know, that from the book. So we're hoping that it's crossing those boundaries. We're hoping that it's crossing those boundaries of like being written for the folks that are like us, that came up through these situations that felt other than some way and, and kind of share this love of what we do, but also people that were not did not come up like us, but have the same topical experience that we do. And then we're not the boogeyman. We're not so different. See, so stop, stop clutching your pocketbook. And <laughs> right, right. Oh, I think Omar. normalizing and amplifying black academics, black nerds, and all of that is how we hopefully get some of these stars to start saying, I can point to more than three black people who are knowledgeable about mm. a subject. So they don't have to look to me to be the thought leader in that area <laughs> is a way for us to get past that. And yeah. we're going to need those thought leaders to not be consumed with their egos to want to be the only one in that space. We're going to need them to spread that love around and do Bring what people we, we're you. supposed to do, yeah. which is like there are 10 others. So stop calling me. I get the check <laughs> is nice, but we can all eat. Like we should all eat yeah. like uh, Omar, who, who'd you write this for? Do I know who I wrote this book for? Yes. I wrote this book for the black girl nerd that's like, black boy nerd is saying, oh, no, nerd, black girl didn't like me. Black girl nerd didn't like me. No, we like, you were a jerk. I've been here. I've been <laughs> doing this. I wrote this for the black boys that was trying to find their action figures. Like, oh, where's the Storm action figure? She's already taken. Oh, well, that's the only black character we got. I wrote this. Will wrote this for black folk everywhere. It's written in Recondon, but it'll translate for the people that aren't black. 
Uh, so we wrote it for everyone, really. If you want to do it like that, I'm a whole multitude. If you like jokes, you know, we wrote it for you. If you like, I heard a little bit of slam in there. I think wrote it yeah, for you. Yeah, oh no, that's just to... me. That's just yeah. me. That's just. I see you. I see you. I, I had ginger ale earlier. So <laughs> it gets that, wild. There's that damn sugar. Um, and, and ginger ale a cure-all for all tummy aches uh growing up we also saw that culturally we all use ginger ale ginger ale is what my grandmother would call it ginger ale. get that ginger ale um this is this is refreshing i love it um topics like the black card and all that are in this book it is called black nerd problems i think we should like all have like a christmas list and give this as a christmas gift uh, so that we can to a non-black person, I love that. I, I mean, yeah, spread it out, <laughs> spread it out. Yeah, yeah. Drive, drive up, drive up to the burbs in the truck and just hand them out, right? I like we're doing mixtapes. I love hand it. them I out love with it. the turkey. Yes, yes, with the turkey. Um, you guys are a pleasure. Thank you for for being here. Uh, Thank you, you for having us, Karen. Thank you, William Evans. That's not Florida Evans' baby boy. Nope, it's somebody else's. And Omar Holman, who's got muscles as well. He's not just a nerd, he's uh, physically fit. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to The Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.